Well, good morning and welcome to another Mission Live. It's been a while since we've got to see each other and uh, it's going to be fun riding shotgun with you as you're driving. Well, if you're watching this video, then you shouldn't be driving right now. Let's go ahead and jump in today. We have got some exciting things going on. First of all, you get to hear me speech, uh, my speech that I would have given to our mayor and to our city council. Uh, second of all, you get to actually hear somebody from our city council who's going to visit us today. Um, a lot of good things going on at the mission here in Grants Pass, and uh, sure excited to have you along for the journey. Let's go ahead and jump into Talk of the Town. There we go. Let's talk of the town. It is insulting to hear the repeated suggestions from some on the city council and even our mayor about trying to open a low-barrier tent camp as a solution to the problem of campers in our city parks. This is particularly so given that we all live within 30 minutes of a city that already has one. We all go to shop there and drive past what used to sensibly be called the Greenway, but now should be called a Brownway due to the annual fires caused by the homeless. Their parks, bike paths, underpasses, and freeway exits are filled with vagrants and the trash that they leave behind, and we all see it. All of this is still increasing while at least one sizable low barrier tent camp is provided. There is no evidence that having a tent camp will reduce the number of people camping in our city parks. But we all see evidence to the contrary every time we travel to cities that have them, such as Medford, just 30 minutes south of us here. But surely making room for some of them will help the situation you might protest. Well, to quote the city attorney from the May 7th edition of the Daily Courier, when asked about the mission, even if it counted, there aren't enough beds to accommodate people, meaning that the number is the deciding factor. If you can't force people into the vacant beds at the mission, you certainly won't be able to force people into your city-sponsored tent camp, so long as it accommodates less than 600 people, potentially twice that, according to the attorney in the, in the uh, account of the courier. The same ties that bind the good measurable efforts of the Gospel Rescue Mission from being counted will tie up the, the efforts of a low barrier shelter tent camp as well. This judge has settled, saddled your city with an impossible numbers game, and it would be irresponsible to give up one more piece of public land in order to not solve or even reduce the problem. Low barrier equals low safety. When you hear low barrier, you must think synonymously low safety. Say it with me, low barrier equals low safety. Those things that they call barriers are things like enforcing sobriety, having somebody check through a person's belongings for contraband, firm codes of conduct, making court appointments, healing up for 30 days prior to looking for work, and yes, being introduced to Christian values such as, you shall not commit murder. Just two weeks ago, 
a young man who was new to the mission began to behave in a way that caused us to suspect drug use, and he confessed upon inspection that he had broken his agreement to remain sober during his stay. He therefore checked out and went to hang out at our city parks where there are low barriers. After three days of low barrier living, he shot and killed a man in Riverside Park while under the influence of drugs and alcohol. Low barriers equal low safety. There is no evidence that low barrier shelters are effective at measurably reducing the homeless population in a city anywhere. Even the folks from All Care spoke before the city council this year and made the case that low barrier tent shelters are both ineffective and undesirable despite the fact that they were offering to operate one just one year ago. Some of the city council were noticeably shocked by the findings of their own research. Two years ago, a man named Chad McComas, you might know him formerly from Rogue Retreat, made a similar point before the council when he said that low, a low barrier tent village will not visibly reduce camping in your parks, in your greenways, on your freeway exits. And when asked by our, by our city manager why he would say that, he replied, because I run the one in Medford and it hasn't done it there. If you want to solve this problem, I have a couple of suggestions, take them for what they're worth. First, privatize the parks. This will make the ruling of the Ninth Circuit Court meaningless because it ruled on how a city can regulate public space. Once privatized, the parks leave the jurisdiction of the city and the police can use the trespassing laws, something that Oregonians evidently still think of as a crime, to create barriers. Second, uh, since we can't create a city ordinance prohibiting drug possession and distribution, maybe we should create ones that simply tax and regulate the distribution of camping gear. Penalize those who give out camping gear two grand per item, let's say, and use the taxes and penalties to fund the cleanup of the parks. Barriers equal safety. That's why we all have locking front doors and fenced yards and locks on your storage units. Low barrier equals low safety and should never be suggested as a means to help people struggling with addiction and mental health problems. Christian values aren't barriers that people should be okay with avoiding. They are the values that have guided the Western world to its fruitfulness for the last millennia and are the kind of values that you hope everyone in your neighborhood shares. There's another message from the Gospel Rescue Mission and my rant for the day. So coming up next is my interview with City Councilman and good friend of mine, Mr. Dwayne Yunker. When you give to the Grants Pass Gospel Rescue Mission, you join us in our mission to proclaim Jesus Christ to the needy of Josephine County by assisting with clothing, spiritual counseling, education, food, and shelter. We have been committed to help people go from dependence to independence since 1983. Today, many of our residents are doing just that. 
Um, my name is Talia, and I came to the mission because I went through a domestic violence marriage. I came in here as a non-believer. I was baptized while going here. I became sober. If there was anything that I could take away from a bad experience or a good experience, is I get to take away a relationship with God, and I did not come in with that. When you invest in our residents, you change lives. Partner with us through giving at grantspassmission.org. My name is Chet, a current resident here. I'd like to thank you for supporting the Gospel Rescue Mission. Well, I am here today with my good friend, Dwayne Yunker, who is currently on city council, uh, soon to be running for president, Dwayne Yunker for president. Uh, but uh, he's, a, he's a friend of mine and, uh, and just really a valued asset to the community. Um, so, Dwayne, welcome. And Thank you. First of all, what kind of crazy man runs for city council in Grants Pass, as heated as city council chambers can be, what what made you decide you wanted to be a city council person? Not crazy, you know. I um, I've been on the sidelines too long. Yeah. You know, you you know, I you can only complain so long from the sidelines, and you're like, well, what are you going to do to help your community? Um, as a, my family moved here in 1983 to the city of Grants Pass, and um, this is where I grew up. This is where I raised my kids. Two of my daughters were born here, and I care about this community. And my wife and I live here, and we want the best for our community. And I want the same values in this community that when I grew up, and it was safe to ride my bike everywhere and enjoy things here. Yeah. And I just like I'm done sitting on the sidelines. I'm gonna throw my hat in the ring and run for the values I believe in. So um, voting wasn't enough? You couldn't just, just checking off a thing in the ballot wasn't enough? I think voting is like the very minimum you could do to, I mean, look at voting was like 20% of the people voted the last. <laughs> yeah, if you're not voting, you, you're just, you know, you get what you get. You, you know get what I mean? you get. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, I, you know, I think that's the minimum amount that you could do to, to is, is vote. And I was like, well, I'm in a unique situation now. I'm retired from the military. Um, I do real estate, and I'm going to run for city council and see where this takes. I'm going to just uh, – I didn't want to be a politician, but, you know, this is what I feel, and, I, and I'm and i going to just put my values out there, my Christian values, how I look at things differently, um, my background on things. I've been all over the world. I've seen things, how they operate in other countries. How long did you serve? 21 years. Which branch? I've served in a few branches, so okay. actually most people don't know this. I actually have been in three branches. I usually tell two because the one was only for like 20 months. Uh -huh. So, But I'm retired from the Army. That's what I, basically I was in the Marine Corps for the second longest. And I was actually in the Navy for like 20 months. Most people do not know that. Wow. Because, um, now they all know it. Now, now they all, all know that. All five viewers are going to be oh, really yes, interested. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was only 20 months. I signed up for a two-year contract. Clinton reduced the military back in 94 and, and got out. Uh, they went into the Marine Corps. After leaving the Marine Corps after 10 years, I came out and joined the Army National Guard, and I did 11 years with them. So, And thank you for your service, yes. and, and uh, God bless you for that. We're right up on uh, Memorial Day. Hopefully this will be out on Memorial Day or around that time, and that'll be good. So, yeah. Well, so, so you decided shoot, man, it's not enough to just vote, and it's not enough to just sit and be an armchair quarterback and yell at the TV all day when you're watching Fox News or you know reading the paper or whatever. You decided to get in the game. Uh, good on you on that. And how's the experience been so far? 
it's you know four and a half months this will be you know we're in um by four and a half month mark it's it's been a little rough a mm-hmm. lot of education on things the rules and laws and it's not what people think it is you yeah. know there's there's you have to follow laws so so here's a thing that i th- i always find interesting when people when i'm talking to people they they seem to think that like you guys are all into it for the money how much money are you paid as a city councilor i get zero money to do this <laughs> right. a, this is free right and and how about the mayor the mayor zero money so 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 when so when we get out and we blast these guys you know, or, or we're yelling at them. And, you know, of the things that you might yell at somebody for in a city council or whatever, don't yell at them for the money and all the financial kickbacks and everything. Like I, I would say this is more than that part-time job that I'm getting paid no money to do. Yeah, it's yeah. for your love of your city and, and, and your beliefs and what you want. And it's, yeah. that's it. I am not making any money on this. I might even be losing money. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. Once you get your opinions out there, then there's people who might have done business with you, but then they say, oh, I don't want to do business with a guy with that opinion. Exactly. So you, you end up, I mean, you can certainly lose money that way too. Well, um, you know, it's a, the, the battle in our community uh, has been, uh, you know, I mean, Grants Pass has had its time of contention for as long as I've been around Grants Pass, you know, and I've been around here for 17 years. I've been in Southern Oregon since 1978, um, but uh, but only been in Grants Pass for about, you know, 16, 17 years uh, in and around here, and I work here. You know, obviously, I'm, I'm the director of the Gospel Rescue Mission. I'm the director of the uh, Rock Food Pantry. Um, I see a lot of... Things happen. I'm on the the board of the Sobering Center. Um, I've been on the Mental Health Court Advisory Board. I've done you know a lot of things where I'm trying to be plugged into the community to try and like you, have an effect on things that I think I have a skill set to add to and everything. Um, you you're coming in and you, you deal with everything from you know zoning changes and and. Um, uh, what I didn't know was like you know pay increases or not increases for uh, local service providers in our community and and, and different things, um, and one that is certainly near and dear to our hearts is this issue of just constant problems in the parks and this growing issue of of um, of homeless homeless people being far more present in our public spaces, in, in the places where we would go to recreate to where we can't, and we, we can't go there any, anymore. Um, I mean, what's your findings on all this? And what are we missing on, on all of this? Well, it didn't start yesterday. It, yeah. it definitely, it's, it's been a, um, a gradual pickup more and more. Um, I would say it would even started, you know, five, six, maybe even 10 years ago. You can go back even further. There was, you know, homeless started getting gradually getting bigger. Maybe yeah, I mean, 13 gospel, years ago. Gospel Rescue Mission's been in Grants Pass for 40 years this year. There was homeless people 40 years ago in Grants Pass. That was 1983. Um, yeah. So about the time you moved here. Yeah, yeah. And, and, um, and so there was an issue. I've been with the mission for almost 14 years now. Um, but I got to tell you, man, it, it seemed like there was just this major shift right around 2019. Um, so we, we just had just 
COVID hadn't quite hit yet mm-hmm. and everything like this, but there were some other things going on politically and yep. in, the, in the courts and everything. What, what was happening then? So obviously there's not only is there policy changes, there's actually a court case, the, yep. you know, the the court case that we're involved in, the injunction that most people are very don't understand the injunction part of it because yeah. we lost a court case. Um, there is a group that sued the city mm-hmm. and we lost because we did not give someone the place to rest kind of the issue is. Mm-hmm. Um, people have the right to rest their heads somewhere or take it, you know, they just, you can't force them not to be able to, to stop and rest there. That's kind of the, the situation. Right. So the courts told us, you know, you have to allow, with the injunction, we came, to the city, not, and I wasn't on at that time, came to an agreement that they would allow them to rest in the parks. So, so um, before, I mean, you know, was, I don't know, being the, being the recipient of what I think is our community's love for the homeless, their desire to care for the homeless uh, here at the Gospel Rescue Mission. I mean, our, our mission is second to none anywhere as far as its beauty, its size, its its effectiveness. I mean, the, the Gospel Rescue Mission in Grants Pass is amazing, and and it exists because people in Grants Pass, I think, care for homeless people, mm-hmm. want to see the, you know a, a change. But this injunction kind of makes it sound like we don't, uh, you know, that, that, that we were not caring for them because, you know, we were mean to people who were resting on a park bench or, or you know, laying down under a tree or something like that. Is, that. is that the problem we're facing? I don't think that's the problem we're facing when it comes to the, the homeless problem we have nowadays. I, I don't, don't really think that... I think what we have right now is a drug problem, yeah. measure 110 problem. Yeah. Yeah. We have a, a mental health issue. Yeah. We have a society problem, too. Yeah. We have a, a, a people, this urban camping kind of lifestyle, um, like these nomad kind of no rules kind of life. Um, that would be more of the, the problem we have. We don't have the traditional homeless person that you had 40 years ago when the mission was started. It's true. We have... You know, we legalize drugs. What a great thing that is! <laughs> well, something bad came from legalizing drugs. In the name of, you know, we're we're afraid of having a bunch of people incarcerated. So we're afraid yeah. of being told that we we well, we've got more people incarcerated than anybody. Okay, so yeah, so so that's a bad thing. Are you sure? You know, and, and there's that there's that idea. Uh, don't don't remove a, a gate or a fence until you know what it's there for. Yes, we removed the fence, and what happened? <laughs> we have an onslaught of people coming to do drugs. You know, we. I mean, I've talked to law enforcement. We have people from out of the area coming here that are even out of the state to do drugs in our state because they're not hold, held accountable for their actions. There's yeah. no teeth that we used to have. Yeah. To, oh, you did drugs. Oh, you're going to go to drug court or you're going to go to jail or prison for doing drugs. Now it's a here's a citation, call this number. Well, they don't have to do that. There's no, nothing, nothing, no nothing mandatory, hold, no mandatory, nothing holding them there. Yeah. We have yeah. mental health issues that people that are running around that are d- definitely need to be 
Care for, care for yeah. monitor in some kind of capacity, but again, they have rights. So these rights are <laughs> are putting other people in, in unsafe conditions because they're not being taken care of. Right. And then we have people that I just think in society that well, and there's actually another group too. There's probably some elderly we could help, or some sure. ones. Um, then we have you know ones that just like this this nomad lifestyle. They're yeah out there living that no rules, yeah. no law, you know, and um, so we are now stuck dealing with this. And then we have, you know, lobbying from, you know, groups that are wanting to make it more popular to um, act like this. You know, they're, they're, the state government is, you know, 72 hours. The, the actual injunction only gave us 24 hours right. to get move someone on. The state law turned around and changes, and now you have to give them 72 hours to move their stuff. How is, how is that helping the situation? Three, three days. Three days. Yeah. So we have law enforcement cite you and say, hey, you need to move. They get 72 hours. you don't need hours. to do it today. <laughs> you get yeah. three days to yeah. move your stuff. Yeah. Um, camping's still illegal in the park, but we just can't enforce it. That's crazy. And it's, and it's not because you guys as city council don't want to. It's not because... Chief Warren uh, doesn't want to. It's because the laws that he used to have to force that yes. are gone. They're, they're, they're gone and they're changed. Now he has to give them 72 hours? He has to give them 72 hours. Yes. With all the other criminal law problems we have, he has yeah. to deal with giving them 72 hours to move their stuff. Yeah. Um, on some of that's resting. Now we have some things that I've been struggling with for the last four and a half months. Is behavior, right? And I feel like the council is finally coming along with bad behavior that is not illegal to, you know, punish people for their behavior, right? And, and that's where I've been trying to push for the last four and a half months. Is hey, if they have a bunch of trash, yeah. or needles, or they got you know barbecuers or firing things that are burning down tents or yeah. they're living a disgusting lifestyle in this park. Yeah, we need to hamper down on these these people. Yeah. that are not. For one thing, it's not healthy. Y- yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, you're, you're you're saying you're saying I care for these people, so let me do for them what I would do for my dog in my yard. Yes, I build a dog house. And let him get out of the out of the. Actually, my dog, I treat better than that, you know. But mine goes in my house. Yeah, <laughs> mine too. I sleeps on my bed. But 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 you know, somebody you'd think a bare minimum, a dog house outside to get him out of the weather and everything mm-hmm. like that, which is kind of what we've done. And so, if the dog poops around the dog house, well, you know, that's okay. It's my responsibility. I'll go clean it up. You know, I don't expect yeah. a dog to clean it up. Um, we're treating these people like animals, and, and when they behave like it, then we're surprised. And, and again, we want to come and rail at the city council. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. our fault that they're living like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we have voted in and accommodated this whole thing, and and then and then you guys have to fix the consequences of what we voted in as a. Public because we voted, we did our thing. Yes. And, you know, we sat on the sidelines and we mailed in our vote. If you think that you've done your duty right there, is it enough? Well, apparently you don't think so. You decided I'm gonna I'm gonna actually get on city council. Yes. And and you know, 
this is this is the thing. So not only have you gotten on city council, but I mean, among the city councilors, you're the one of the ones that checks in with me regularly. Oh yeah. How, you know how many how many beds do you have? What's what's going on down there? You've been through the facility. You walk through our program. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, there's there's a there's I would say kind of a majority group that has been here at least once and mm-hmm. and everything like that. There's a there's a handful, usually the ones that that want to. Uh, not be they don't they don't agree with us even though they don't know anything about us apparently yes. or they don't know they've not walked through the facility but they they're sure that they don't agree with us it's always like the people that are the the atheist that's you know uh, there is no God, and I'm really mad at him. You know, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, they're going to the force thing. you there yeah. to be, be, believe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They, they think they think that we're going to sit down and you know we put a people on the rack and make yes. them make them believe or whatever. Yeah. Um, do they really? To me, it's like, do you really care about homeless? Then, like, we have a, facility, right. a beautiful facility here in Grants Pass with beds. Yeah, and does a whole wraparound program to get them back into totally lifestyle. Totally care for them. And, yeah. But you know what? It's not good enough for these people. That's right. What right. What they what they need is actually something less. They need what, less. What we need is we, we need to work harder to get them something less. Yes. And and so because that's worked and it's so far for them. Right. Because because <laughs> there's because you, you sit there and you look around and go, where's the evidence anywhere? Anywhere. I mean, we're not dummies. You know, this is, we drive down to Medford to go to, you know, to go to Costco or whatever. You know, we, I mean, Grants Pass has it all, um, but when you need a few other things that Grants Pass doesn't have in the at all, we go down to Medford, we go down to, you know, to the southern, southern Oregon, and, mm-hmm. and we look through and, and, We've all seen the growth on the freeway exits. We can see Definitely. the stuff that used to be able to hide in the in behind the trees that used to be there along the greenway yep. that aren't there because it all burned down. Yep. My because of, because of our fires and were set by <laughs> homeless people. people. Yep. I just was looking at the Greenway Recovery uh, Project's um, Facebook page, and he's got like three just today, three or four fires that have happened. Just you know that. The, Got out of control, and the fire department had to be called just in the last 24 hours. Um, you know, all from homeless camps, all along the Greenway. We're just sitting there. We, we're just watching it happen. Mm-hmm. We're watching it happen. I'm going, you guys don't get to call it a Greenway anymore. Let's call it the Brownway Recovery Project. It's, it needs to be, you know. It's funny you brought that up because uh, about a month ago, I was down at the, um, I think it's Bear Creek Park yeah. for my daughter's tennis. And I went down by the water. Okay. And there's tents and garbage everywhere. Everywhere. And I took some pictures and I sent them to the rest of the council. And there's a few councilors that disagree with me. They're like, well, see how the low barriers are working over here? And, yeah. you know, they get mad at me. Like, well, stop spamming our email. I'm like, well, you keep trying to push low barrier and it's not working over here. Right. Why would we spend money or do something that everybody else is doing that's not working and they have more of a homeless problem than us? I, I was I was stunned at listening to uh, uh, two particular council members and the mayor uh, almost chastise the public and and any of the other council members that disagreed with them about. Uh, about setting up a, a low barrier tent camp, they were like, "Well, we could do this tomorrow. We could do it right across the street, and we could do it right here." And 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 where the public has come in over and over and over again and told them no, no, and they still want to chastise everybody as if this is the solution. And we we're all sitting there going. 
you know we're here. We're sitting in the same yeah. room with you, right? You know we all go to Medford. You know, I mean, we, we've all enjoyed Medford. In fact, l- tell me what major city we all used to enjoy on the West Coast that hasn't gotten ruined by the homeless problem, that hasn't <laughs> gotten ruined by, by, by low barrier stuff. I mean, we used to take my family down to San Francisco all the time. You know, it was a city I was born in. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, beautiful, beautiful, you know, place to go and great place, fun to do. You, I wouldn't go down there. It's a cesspool. We used to go up to Seattle for the same reasons. Yep. We used to go to Portland for the same reasons. Portland was on fire for, you know, most of 2020. And, you know, and, and nobody, nobody feels safe. We're all sitting there watching this thing happen. And, and yet they're still arguing for the things that lead to that happening. Did they spend over a billion dollars or something, they said, in, yeah. in the state of Oregon or Portland in the area? I'm like, yeah. Just in the Portland area, and and they grow and they, and they just keep growing. So yeah. if it's growing there yeah. and it's not working there, why would the city of Grants Pass want to do the same thing that's not working in other cities? And why are we continuing to say? Are we just trying to say we did something? I mean, that's what they want is we did something. No, they're not working. Don't spend money. Do what works. If you want to do something, show me the evidence that it works, not the evidence that it's that there's a. A need. Yeah. Don't don't show me that. Show me the evidence that there's somebody who's show show me that somebody is doing this thing somewhere else and it's working. It's changing and lives. Do that. It's changing it. Yeah. It's you know. Changing. And then follow that. You know. Maybe the gospel rescue mission. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. With yeah. a forty-year track record of changing people's lives and then getting them back in society and yeah. make them successful. Exactly. You you know who's you know who's been doing it longer. Who's been helping people out of homelessness and drug addiction and alcohol addiction and mental health issues longer in Southern Oregon than the Grants Pass Gospel Rescue Mission. The Medford Gospel Rescue Mission, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just other gospel rescue missions. The only people that have been doing this longer is is other gospel rescue missions. We've been at this for as long as anybody in Grants Pass, and the fact is, is that is that we're always invited to the meeting that that we're not speaking at. That yes. we're we're always there. We're always invited to to a meeting where where we're expected to listen to somebody else lecture about how to solve the problem. Who just started within the year, the last year or two? Some group that just came together. Uh, yeah, I've been listening to a city councilman who's a city councilman who's been on city council for two years. Yeah, great. You, you, and you, and the mayor add up your time combined. You haven't been working at this as long as I've been working at it. You know, in, in Grants Pass, effectively. Yes. You know, so it's like, why are we doing this? Well, look, man. I mean, it's. Um, we love we love Grants Pass. We love the people of Grants Pass. I love people who who when they find themselves in a broken spot and want to find their way out. I love to help them out. You know, I mean that's yep. that's we we want to see that. And so I I feel for those who have a heart to help people out of homelessness, um, to to get out of homelessness and everything. You know, and and that's what we want to do. Um, I mean, what are the things, what's the stuff that people can't see, man? I mean, is there, is, is, are you seeing stuff out there? Is you're going, you're going down to the parks. You're I've going been down, down the parks. To- I picked up trash down the parks. I picked up needles. I've, um, you know, I've been scrutinized because I've said things about nonprofits that are, I feel causing problems that are, yeah. I mean, there's good ones down there. Obviously you're a nonprofit sure. too, but 
Uh, well, and I'm not the one down there. But I you're mean, not I going go, down I, I there. Mean, I walk down and tell them, come to the mission. They tell me to kiss off and, and go, okay. Yeah, but... Yeah. Um, but we don't give out stuff. Down you don't give out free stuff. Mess. You're not yeah. giving out tents and that... Yeah. Um, you're not giving out propane tanks and needles. No. no. I mean, I don't understand the needle thing. Um, no. How does the how does needles all over our park are changing lives? I don't see that. You might be giving them a clean meal to do their drugs, but well, they don't catch. They don't get hepatitis, um, so they're not going to die from hepatitis. But they're still going to die. Yes, they're a slow yeah. death. You're just yeah. helping with you're in, in enabling their slow death. Right. Um, I understand your mission with it, but. You're still enabling people to continue a lifestyle that's it's horrible lifestyle. Uh, I wouldn't do that to my family member. You know, yeah. Yeah. enable them to continue to use drugs. Right. Um, you're, you're enabling. You're continuing to enable this lifestyle that a lot of them are using out there. That are living in tents and getting free stuff to enable their life. They're never going to hit rock bottom if we we continue. It's like a drug addict. If you know anything about drugs, mm-hmm. if you are Giving if you're enabling by you by what would you say, you're providing all the needs that they're using their money for. Yep, you're taking care of those problems for them. And that's what we're doing. We're taking care of all the problems. Right. That. So they, now the money that they do have, they can use for drugs. Right. They can use for other things. Yeah. You've, you're taking care. Of, there's no longer they have problems because people are coming in and taking care of these problems for them. Right. And that's not all the people there, but. When it comes to drugs or things like that, you're definitely helping those people out. Yeah. Um, elderly, I, I have a whole different view on elderly people that are need help. Yeah. Um, mental health, I think our mental health laws are just need to be revamped and looked at. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're they're not helping the people that are have mental health issues. Yeah. Um, there's a need there. There's definitely a need there, but there, I would say that the problem we're having is not the is not. The elderly person, in, you know, that's living in their car. Oh, you have you have the elderly person living in their car, or the mental the person who's mentally disabled in some way. They both get uh, some kind of social security, you know, help and and everything like that. And and, and we go, okay, well, there you go. Um, and they go sleep in the park, yeah, where they get victimized, where they get robbed, and things yeah. taken from them, where they get things stolen from them over and over and over again, which leaves them where. It leaves them right there. They they get you know, so they get their social security. They get their nine hundred dollars a month in social security. It that's that's not even hardly enough to live in your car. No, you know, uh, and everything's more expensive if you're trying to eat out of your car. Yes. I mean, you're eating all pre-prepared food and everything like that, which is like the worst kind of food you can be eating. You know, you're eating fast food and everything like that, which means your health is going to decline. So you're just sitting there. It's just all you're pay, All you're getting paid for is a, is a a slow, agonizing death in a car. Yeah. You know, and 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 so you're watching this and going, man, how do we fix their problem? Well, I got to tell you, I mean, there's there's yourself, myself, and there's there's a group of people afoot that are trying to work on. You know, how do we solve those problems? And I think that we can solve those problems. I think the Gospel Rest Commission can play a role in some of that. But um, but those are the people that are not causing the problem. No, no, exactly. They're, they're victim, being you still have to deal with You still have to deal with the people that are the real problem. They're the ones that can leave homelessness behind but refuse to do it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the elderly is not the machete welding person down there or the right. knife or the gun person. That's not the person we're talking about. We're talking about 
the bad behavior of people that just, they don't care about others. Mm-hmm. They want to mm-hmm. live this lifestyle. They throw trash around on their blame. They, you know, that, those are the people we're talking about that are causing these problems. And we're never going to solve homelessness. It's no, never going to be no, gone. No, no, no. Yeah, if, right. If it right. was insolvable, it would be the gone first, by The now. first person that tells me that their goal is to, is to end homelessness tells me they don't understand homelessness. And they don't understand human beings. No. You know, I mean, the one thing that the Christian worldview has right and that it, it's something that's consistent with everything that we see and our observations around us is the sinful nature of humanity. So we look and we go, man has this sinful nature that causes him to not even be trustworthy to himself at times. You know, I mean, that, that he's he's got motives behind his motives, and he's got things going on that that cause him to want to do destructive things, that, yes. to, to want to do things that are not helpful and not good. Um, and every one of us struggles with it. And you see it from the time that you see, you know, a, a little baby in the in the preschool, you know, taking a block and smacking the other kid on the head with it, you know, and, and you're like, yeah, I mean, from the time we we're born, we, we, we struggle with this stuff. We, yeah. we, uh, we're doing this. And so because of that, we have a worldview that kind of makes sense of what we're seeing. But we're battling a group of people, in a sense, that we're trying to be persuasive to a group of people that don't have that fundamental understanding. They want to say, well, we're basically good. You know, these, if, you just give them, if you just give them stuff, they, they all want to get out of addiction. And, and, it, and so surely if you just stop j- putting them in jail, if you just give them some money and, and, a, and a, put them in a, in a tent, in a box, in a, in a something, give them, a, give them housing first, yeah. then it, you put them in there, it'll solve the problems, right? Well, I, I would disagree that giving them everything <laughs> is work because if they did, they wouldn't be in the situation they are now. And if we did, if we really believed that, why aren't we just put them in our houses? Yeah. Why, why aren't we just bringing them into our homes? Why don't we just give them all of the money instead of some of the money? You know, why not just go? Okay, let's give let's give every homeless. There's there's an estimated like five hundred and eighty thousand homeless people in the United States. Give them all five hundred thousand dollars. The cost to us would be like just under three billion dollars which is way less than the cost of DHS, you know, the, the DHS budget or the, or the uh, uh, Health and Human, Department of Health and Human Services budget and everything. Just give them all money. Give them, give them, give them a sizable chunk. Give them $500,000. Why don't we do that? Well, because it's not going to solve the issue, you know. It's like right. it, it's going to create more problems. I mean, huh? if you have children, you understand by giving them everything does not solve the problem, right? <laughs> right. You right. have to earn things. You have to. There's responsibilities for your action. They're giving someone everything is it, for one thing. It's it's not the way of our society. You should be. Yeah. That, that was never in the in the in you know when we became a society, the United yeah. States, to give you everything. Come to the United States. No, you come here and work hard, and you yeah. can prosper. Well, it's a, it's when we came to the United States, we we largely had a biblical worldview. We oh, had a, we had a, a much better, more biblical, fluent, biblically fluent worldview. Today, you know, we we we'll, we'll read a quote from one of our founding fathers. You know, a, a six sentence 
quote from one of our founding fathers and not recognize the 10 Bible verses that he quoted from yeah. to put that whole thing together because we're not familiar with the Bible and we won't use the founding fathers quote because we're not use, familiar with them either. Yeah. yeah. What's in that quote? Was it um, John F. Kennedy? He's like, what are you going to? Is it what are you going to do for your country? And right now, it's like, what's your country going to do for you? It's, oh it's, man, it's like the total opposite. My country yeah. owes me something. Well. Yeah. Where does that come from? That you that your country owes you something, and I just I I don't believe that. You no, owe- and <laughs> you've not believed it with your whole life, man. I mean, you're you're, yeah. you're a guy that said no. I not only do I not believe it, but I'm going to back up what I'm saying by getting up and serving my country, by serving my neighbors, by serving my community. Brother, my hat's off to you and all of that. Well, I don't. I don't. I, mean, I know you're a, not doing it for the accolades. No, you know, to you have a great like society, we yeah. have to give back to our society. We have to do good things. We have to be a great people. Great people. Yeah. I mean, we don't agree on with everything and our exactly, but we have to be, you know, doing things for our, our our culture and continue this. But I don't think this homeless thing is is going down that line. It's it's what can they take from people? The hardworking people that are trying to do the right thing. They're trying to prosper in this world. Um, and I, again, going back to is we do have a setup. We have a, a shelter, a homeless shelter here for the mission yeah. that takes in people that are on hard times or maybe had a, a fire or something disastrous. Sure, sure. They could come here and and get the help and get them back on feet. I've seen your videos of people buying houses and the, oh, lady, yeah. the, the lady that the two ladies that bought a house together. Yeah. And I was amazed by those things. Like this is what we should be pushing people to be successful. Get them back in society. Why that lady was living in her car. Yeah, 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 yeah. She for a long time. Living in her car. Yeah. Yeah. And now she owns a home. Yeah. What better thing in life to own your own home? She she owns a home right here in Grass Pass. She and her roommate work their butts off. They, they're hardworking girls. They are. They buy their groceries here. They buy their gas for their vehicles here. They are contributing yes. to the citizenship, the citizenry of Grants Pass. They are a part of, and, and, and they're working hard. Why in the world should they have to pay for people who have no interest in in you know doing that? Why, why yeah. should they pay for the folks who are in the city parks or why should they pay for another piece of property where tents can be set up? You know, they worked hard for it. You telling me that wasn't a, wouldn't have been a temptation for them? Oh, I, there's a spot yeah. where I can go get Riverside front. They're not only working hard now; they worked hard to get themselves out of homelessness. Oh man! So what they did? These girls worked hard. They worked hard because yep. it is hard to get out of homelessness. It is, but they worked hard, yep. and they're now being rewarded yep. for their hard work. That's right. Just like you and me, and everybody yeah. else that's watching this video right now, probably is is. We work hard to, to we, we've taken responsibility for the lives yeah. that, that are underneath us, the people that we have relationship with, our community and everything like that. And, and what happens is power and authority flow to people who take responsibility. It's just a, it's a, it's a law of nature. And so this is the way it works. Yeah, I think that the one thing that some people will say to you, well, you were this, you were... You were given this. I'm like, no. I grew up on a single wide metal trailer in this town. I was on free reduced lunch growing up. Yep. Um, me too, by the way. <laughs> me, me too, by the way. I was in Shady Cove. But, but yeah. And, yep. and, um, and I'm adopted by my dad. I call my dad just to get a little more into it. And my mom was on welfare until I was five or six years old. Okay. 
you know, until she met my, my the dad that adopted me. So, but my mom went back to school and got an associate's degree, you know, working to try to pull us out of poverty, even though we still lived in poverty pretty yeah. much. But we're working, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I she can, did I that can make while excuses. she was working, huh? Yes. Yeah. I should make excuses because I had a bad childhood with being poor. Right. No, I'm not going to make those excuses. I'm going to, you know, get out there and work. I've been, you know, eight days after high school, I was off in the military working. Yeah. And I've been working. And I every still work today. I get up, yeah. I get up every morning. Yeah. Sometimes I'm working two or three jobs, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that is what we should be doing is working. Yeah. And in, in, in providing for our family and doing good things. When you do that, you're not the only one that gets blessed by it. I mean, this is this is um, when when you work like that. I mean, think of all the people. So your daughters now have all been, you know, your sons and daughters have all yeah. all had uh, a good lives that that they're now prospering. But not only that, everybody that lives around you lives in a good neighborhood, in part because you're a good neighbor. You know, yeah. everybody that you, when you go to a restaurant and you, you go out and you take your family out to a restaurant, the people that own that restaurant are blessed because you're doing well. Yes. You're doing well so so they get so they get to serve you and your family mm-hmm. and everything. It's this is the way this is the way it works. Um, we're not blessed just so we can hoard stuff. We're blessed to be a blessing to everybody around us and this is what hard work causes. It causes this flourishing all around us. And you yeah. can't help it from happening. Once you start doing it, you can't stop it. And that's part of the thing that I think people don't get. They, they see themselves as isolated instead of connected. They see themselves as, as individualistic instead of co- in a, as a community. And, and well, that, the they're not listening to the Bible then because yeah. we are supposed to gather together. Yep. We're, supposed to, you know, we're not supposed to be alone. Right. You know, he didn't make us, God didn't make us to be alone. He obviously right. brought us a wife. In community. Know, community. And, community. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so when you're in a community... The, it gets along, you're going to prosper. That's right. Because you that's have right. people beside you. That's what. That's what's great about the mission is you come here, yep. and there are going to be people surround you yep. and help you make decisions. And, and I don't think that's bad because even at 49 years old, I still call friends and say, hey, what do you think about this to make my decisions? Because sure. I don't make all the right decisions. I need people around me Same here. to help guide me through decisions sometimes because I don't know all the ins and outs of every detail i'm not a homeless expert so what i do i call you i actually call my brother yeah. it's in this thing and say hey what do you think about these issues yeah i've studied these issues i went and visited these places and said hey what do you think about homelessness what are the problems about homelessness you know yeah. what's working what's not working and i think that comes back to leadership you said this earlier today yeah. it was like you have people in the council and the mayor making decisions but they're only listening to the not non-experts. Yeah, yeah. They're they're the, not the ones that've been doing it for 16, 17 years, yeah. or twenty years. Yep. They're listening to people that have started these groups. You know, we've started a year ago or six months ago. Right. And they they think they have great ideas. Yeah. Because they've read it or somewhere else. But it, right. But sounds they, good on paper. It sounds good on paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a you know we can a good example is you can. Yeah. And and what was her name Kelly? They brought up. She was going to change homelessness in, oh, really? in, yeah, yeah, in yeah. 10 years. Yeah, we, it's been 13 years later. Kelly does not live in the state anymore. Yeah. She's gone. Yeah. And homelessness is, is taking more than doubled what it was. Then. More than doubled. So yeah. um, 
Yet millions of dollars, millions of dollars, have gone through there to to end homelessness, to and end they've homelessness. received all these these millions. How do we get our money back? And, and what's the accountability part? And there's no accountability. What is you know the percentage of people's lives you've actually changed, like really changed? Yeah. Or are they just more um, relying on you to continue to give them services? Well, if they if they need me, if they always need me. To be the giver of those things, well, it sure makes me feel powerful. Yes. You know, if it, it, it sure makes me feel, you know, really good when they come to me every month for their or every, you know, six months for their electricity voucher, you know, their, to, to help pay for their utilities or whatever. Um, you know, and I feel good. And I've also forbid myself from asking questions like, hey, you know, um, I noticed that you got about $1,400 worth of ink on your arm, yeah. uh, you know, and everything. But you're coming to me for these, for these uh, you know, utility benefits. Maybe our problem is that you have a spending problem and not that you can't get out of this thing. Maybe you got your priorities wrong. Yeah. And, and, but we can't say that. They won't, they won't let – they won't let – their people talk like that to the clients that come in because, well, that's just the way this, the state sees that as being judgmental and, and everything. And you're going, well, I think what we need is some good judgment. You know, I mean, yeah. we need good judgment on these things. And, and this is not a good judgment call. Well, that's, that's kind, of like, kind of like the, the home bridging program here in Grants Pass. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's they, like an incredible success. Incredible success getting people back into housing that owns a home ownership. Yeah. They go like a year-long thing of financial responsibility, paying bills. Yeah. What a concept, just being responsible talk with your about, money. Talk about a church that is, that is you know, really thinking outside the box. You know, I mean, the, the folks at Edgewater that have put together this home bridging program. And what a, I mean, if you can partner with them, if you're watching this and you can partner with them, do so. I mean, partner with the Gospel Rescue Mission for sure. Pray for guys like Dwayne on the, on the city <laughs> council and, and, and people like that. But, um, but there's some great ministries going on in our town. And the home bridging thing is, is fantastic. And, you know, Chad Hansen and the guys, you know, all, all that are involved with that. Um, what, what a, what a, these are people who are not sitting on the sidelines no. just checking off of a, a Chad in their, in their voting thing that they're mailing in. They go, I'm a doer. I got to get up and do something. Do something. They're going to change people's lives. You know? And home bridging does more than that, too. They also work with the city about helping people that are in their house that need, um, Maybe their roof fixed or they have a heating problem. These are groups that you should be getting behind that they're changing people's lives yeah. and helping people to stay in their home or yeah. not be in. Because those people are not, I mean, they're going to end up in the street if they don't get these things fixed. Right. Versus, but they're not getting handouts. Right. They're changing people's lives for the better. And those are the groups we should really be getting behind to change the projection of homelessness, in my thing. Right. Well, you know, at least, you know, I mean, there's, you got to, there's, there's the, Get the people out of homelessness. There's the ones that are maybe right on the cusp of becoming homeless and yeah. prevent them from getting there, you know, and mm -hmm. everything. But it requires a whole bunch of kind of wraparound services, a bunch of things that, that need to happen. And, and this is exactly what groups like the home bridging projects and stuff are doing. That's exactly what the Gospel Rescue Mission is doing. That's exactly what our, our city sobering center is trying to do. That's what, uh, that's what you know, all these different you know, organizations are, are trying to do in some way or shape um, to, to try and get in and, and make this difference and, uh, and make it powerfully for our community. Um, well, 
So, um, you know, we've got just a couple minutes and we've talked about a lot of things. Um, and and I, I certainly want to have you on again, you mm-hmm. know, at any time. If there's something that, you know, you just like to go, I mean, I know what it's like at a city council meeting. I've gone to many of them and and it just gets this long conversation where you hear just lots of people talk and you get no opportunity to respond. And... Um, or they all leave when it's time to respond because they really didn't want, they just wanted to speak, but they didn't want to hear what you had to say. Yes. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say? Well, I would, I would say this. I would encourage the citizens that are coming to the meeting, to these meetings and complaining to do a little research, to go to the Grants Pass website, learn about the lawsuit. Yep. The city website. It's the uh, Blake versus City of Grants Pass. You yeah. can look it up. It's, it's And the Boise one. There's, yeah, another, one the there's another one in Boise. That was Martin versus the city of Boise. Yep. And um, and those, if you learn about those two, you can look them up online. They're super easy. Google search. Yep. And, and you can find them. You can read the whole thing. It's not super legalese. No. So it's they're not hard to read. Um, and pretty pretty quick, you could educate yourself. Yeah, go and ahead. And then, then the injunction. The injunction is like the separate piece. That was the agreement. So if we break the injunction... We're going to be liable for millions of dollars probably to pay these people because right. we didn't we're being mean to the homeless. That's kind of where it's been at. Right. We didn't provide. And I would say this: we're we would never be able to build enough shelters to deal with all these people you because can't. you cannot force someone into a shelter. Right. And if and if they have a special need, you couldn't. If that shelter doesn't provide that, you cannot force them into those things. These are right. things that we as a council have to legally have to sit here and listen to our lawyer talk about. Yeah. Also, I would encourage everyone to tell the council to vote for these bad behavior ordinances that we're about to sit on the 21st. Right. We need to pass every single one of them. Good. They're not going out and, and going after homeless people. They're they're to to tell we, we call it um, not have more bad behavior. Right. You know, we're going to go after the bad behavior. So you're going we're for not, the vandals. You're going for the litter bugs. Yes, you're we're going, going for, for those things that are causing problems in our park that we don't want to happen in our park yeah um and then if people want help there is help sitting right here you and i are in, in this building yeah there's you know what i usually ask you i think the average is there's 90 beds available between men and women and children yeah daily. Get, so yeah um until this mission's full yeah I will be continuing to say that at every council meeting. That's why I text you. That's, yeah. There's beds available, so don't tell me there's, there's no nothing. place. There's no place to go. Yeah. There's a place right here. Yeah. And if you haven't been here, come look at it. It's it's beautiful. Right. Right. And 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 when you come, I want you to look for things like find the moat in the alligator swamp <laughs> that you got to go through, and the and the flamethrowers and the gun turrets and everything like that. All the barriers that you have to get yes. through to get in. And, and once you've made it through that gauntlet to get in and everything like that, I want you to ask yourself this question. In fact, do better. Ask some of the residents. Ask them this thing. Do you feel safe here? Do you feel safe inside here? Do you, is it safer in here or out there? Yeah. And, 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 is, and ask them this. I, I live in this community. Is my community safer because this place is here? And because you're inside here, or is it? It would it be safer for the for if we had everybody outside in, in outside of this thing. Ask them questions about that because I'm telling you right now, uh, our residents will tell you 
everything. You and I, I could have had two residents up here having the same conversation. They would have said the same things from the same perspective that we're saying it. And I could take somebody who's, who's only been here a week. I could take somebody who's been here for a year. And, and they would both say the same thing. It's safer here. The, it's safer here. The mills are better here. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the, the sleeping is better here. Yep, yep. It, you know, everything the, is better here than sleeping in a tent in our park. Yep. It, it's it, This beats the mud or the dirt or the smoke or the You get or the, the shower. Heat. You get medical. You get everything you need. Whatever you need. Is here and... It's, you know, we we keep talking about, you know, navigation centers. Every place that I know that serves the homeless, whether it's, whether it's uh, uh, the mission or U-Turn for Christ or the Foundry Village or, or even, even our sobering center, uh, all of them function like navigation centers. Yes. Every single one of them. You want to, you, you need a, you need a ID. We'll make sure one of us will make sure wherever you came to first, we're going to make sure you get your ID. You need, you need to go see a doctor. We're going to make sure you go see a doctor and we'll make sure you get OHP if you don't already have it, which most of them don't still. Um, which is amazing. How I you know. Have OHP? It's crazy. You know, you need snap benefits. We'll get you snap benefits. You need, you need, you know, you need a new pair of shoes. Piece of cake, man. We'll get you shoes. If we have to go down, if we have to go down to Fred Meyer and buy them, we'll buy them for you. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it takes, we're going to get you what you need to where by the time you leave here, you're going to be in much better shape than you were when you came here. And ideally, if you really work it hard, you're going to leave here with a sustainable income and a home, a place that you can call home. It might be, it might be an apartment of your own. It might be a, a house that you're rooming up with some other people on. It might be that you go in and buy a house. It might just be that your family suddenly sees that you're doing all the things that they wanted you to do all along, yep. and they're going to welcome you back into their circle of friends, you know, and, and, and back into that community because suddenly you're staying sober and you're, and you're doing the things that you ought to be doing. That's the kind of thing that comes from a stay at a gospel rescue mission. And, and all of these organizations are trying hard for those kinds of things. And I don't understand why the city continuously wants to reinvent a wheel. And not only that, but it's a square one. It's not a round well, one. It I doesn't say it's work. it's not the city. Yeah, okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> it's not there's individuals. There's the individuals city. there that, that think that this is the way to do things, is continue to do what is not working somewhere else. Yeah. And I would say... <laughs> Those that is the problem. We have certain individuals that want to do the same bad things that are not working in the whole West Coast. Yeah, no, you're right. You you're you're you've nailed it. Well, and clearly, uh, you, the the folks in your district who voted for you, um, they you reflect them. I think well, and and I hope that they're really proud of having you on, man. I'm proud of you know that you're my friend and you're doing all these things. And um, and so, again, uh, thanks for taking the time to come in and talk. Thanks for taking the time to share your, your heart and mind. And I would open up this to you um, and give you a voice anytime that you feel like you're, you're not getting heard. Um, you know, again, th- there's only four people that are going to hear this, you know, in all of all of social <laughs> media or whatever. But all four of them will, you know, well, one of them will be angry at us. But Probably. But three, there'll, be the, there'll be one person. That's yeah, angry. yeah. But th- the other three will listen and and. and and be you know enjoying it so again thanks for your time brother i sure appreciate you and uh and i appreciate you folks for just giving us a listen so um you can find out more about us grantspassmission.org check us out find out more about what we do 
as a gospel rescue mission. Thank you for taking the time to listen and uh, get up off the couch and get involved. Let's change the world because it belongs to the Lord. Uh, Jesus is Lord of Grants Pass. He's Lord of Oregon. He is Lord of the United States because he is the Lord of all. And let's celebrate him as that, okay? God bless. Have a great day.